1: This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I
0: think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will.
1: I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone, they're not just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. No. no like...
0: Now... To your hosts. And welcome into another edition of Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat, uh, Facebook at Red Sox Beat Podcast. Uh, follow CLNS Radio on Twitter at CLNS Radio and Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Uh, this podcast, brand new, is um, the the uh, first segment here is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's a new year, which means a fresh start for your business and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post on uh, your job on all of the top websites. And now you can with ZipRecruiter. You can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. Post to 200 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, which we just talked about. All with just a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide um, on ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. Um, you find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over one million businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com sportsfan. And uh, one more time, for free, make sure you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right. So uh, another edition here. Um, no Jared Scally, unless you thought that he was me. He's not. If um, I do have Lauren Campbell alongside here, uh, Lauren, how you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited to clock some Red Sox this week. One another week closer to pitchers and catchers and opening day. So I'm just enjoying it.
0: Yeah, 21 days till truck day, 28 till pitchers and catchers, and 77 till the opener. All right. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously the big news. Well, I mean, we'll start with the smaller news and then talk talk price after. Uh, David Ortiz rejected an offer to play in the World Baseball Classic, um, and obviously the uh, the cryptic tweet that that me and Jared talked about last week. He didn't get to uh, fill in on that. But so, first, your thoughts on his uh, Boston Globe tweet?
1: Um, it, it's interesting just because it's it's not really like Ortiz to tweet something blank and. It's funny, I read a, an article from Karabas that just said, you know, Red Sox Nation lost their mind over a tweet that said literally nothing, and it's funny to read all the reactions from people of that tweet and to see the reactions, and a lot of, I, saw, I read a lot of negative comments, too, like, they're like, oh, he should just, if he comes back, he needs to give back all the gifts, and why would he Why would he keep playing? It's stupid, he already retired, and it's, it's definitely boggled my mind, for sure. There's been times I've caught myself going back to his twitter page to see if he's updated anything if he's deleted anything um but it's definitely interesting um i think a lot of people are freaking out about it and maybe making mountains out of out of molehills here but i don't i it's definitely definitely interesting because he's yet to comment on it nobody's really commented on it so really interesting
0: yeah, I don't think it means anything. I think it was probably a mistake, a, a pocket dial, or a, you know, <laughs> because that's the thing with something like that, like, at Boston Globe, it's not like he typed out Boston Globe, like, you type in at and things come up, and he probably just, right. his 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 side, his big thigh or whatever, probably just typed a at, and Boston Globe popped up, and that got clicked, and then I got sent, that's my guess, I don't, otherwise, you know, I don't know.
1: I, I think it would be hilarious if he literally had no idea, like, that it happened, and he just logs onto his Twitter, he's like, oh, God, what's going on?
0: People think I'm coming back, man. I'm just eating some dinner here. Big Dominican lunch.
1: <laughs> A big Dominican lunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And in terms of the World Baseball Classic, I mean, this isn't news to me because he already said last year, or, I mean, s- several months ago or whatever, that he wasn't going to play in the World Baseball Classic, so really there's nothing new here.
1: That, that's what I thought, too, when people were like, oh, it's he's just going to play in the World Baseball Classic. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to, or he said he wasn't going to, but... It's not really news. Um, I think, I don't, I mean, we know each other's opinions on the World Baseball Classic, so, I don't know, I think it's just, maybe something we just got to keep our eye on, but not get, I mean, my hopes aren't high at all for him coming back. He comes back awesome. If he doesn't, then, whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. People shouldn't expect it, and if they do, they're crazy. And if it happens, then you can go crazy. But there's no need to go crazy right now, because nothing's happening. Nope. So, people need to Keep it down. Keep it, keep it on the down low. It's okay. Prepare for not having him, because it's probably <laughs> what's going to happen. <laughs> At least for, I mean, what, well, he can't even play for, what, is it, 90 days, because he filled out his retirement paperwork, right?
1: Right, and he definitely did, like, the retirement paperwork and everything, right? Like, he was yeah, officially he did. retired, so, yeah, it's 90 days. So, I mean, what's it, just under 90 days before opening day? So, maybe he's on to something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. But either way, he's not even starting the season, so... You can forget about that if you're excited about it. because I'm sure most people don't know that's even a thing because, you know, they don't know like the details of baseball. Like you got to know that if you're going to know it, and if you don't right. know you the retirement papers, then you're not going to know. So, so for all of you think he's going to come back on opening day, that's not mm-hmm. possible.
1: I do think it's weird though. They um, they said he was they were going to retire his number and there's no date for it yet. But when they said they were going to retire Wade Boggs' number, it was kind of immediate. But mm. they had a date so that's the only thing I find like fishy. But at the same time, they could just be trying to work something out around his busy retirement schedule, so.
0: Right. I'm not going to put too much stake in it yet, so.
1: No, either. All
0: right. Um, In other Red Sox news, the Red Sox signed seven players yesterday to avoid arbitration, including uh, Xander Bogarts and Brock Holt. Uh, the other names were Sandy Leone, Jackie Bradley Jr., Joe Kelly, Robbie Ross Jr., and uh, Tyler Thornburg. So they all signed one-year deals for a... Uh, Low money, um, but obviously they'll I'll still be here for at least a year now. Obviously Bogarts, and Bradley Junior. are Probably the two biggest names.
1: Oh, definitely, and I'm sure there's they're going to be playing for big contracts, you know, this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it, either of them get an extension in the middle of the year, or whatever. And uh, it's funny because on on my Facebook this day last year, uh, Joe Kelly signed arbitration again. So oh yeah, another, another year, another arbitration avoiding. So. Good job, Joe Kelly.
0: Quick question before we move on from this, just since Jackie Bradley Jr. is brought up, um, just randomly, what season do you expect him to have? I mean, with how good he played last year and the, the numbers he put up, can we realistically expect that again? I know he's a hard worker. Maybe he will. What do you think?
1: Um, I don't think we'll, we can expect a season like last year. I mean, almost 30-game hitting streak, and he really put up like crazy numbers. and. As much as I'd want to see that again this year, I don't think we're going to. I think he'll have a you know, fine season. I don't think he's going to have a bad season by any means. But I don't think we're going to see you know, 29 games. I don't think we're going to see – maybe we'll see 20 homers from him. Who knows? But I don't – I think a lot of people are expecting too much from him this year because of last year.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to picture him hitting 25-plus 20, uh, home runs again. That just seems crazy. But we didn't expect it last year either, and it happened, so – what do we know?
1: Stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah. All right, well, let's get to our uh, our big topic of the day. Our, it's basically our topic every every week, I feel like. Um, David Price, he did a an exclusive interview, spent some time with Peter Abraham. Um, not to be confused with uh, Adam Ballou's exclusive uh, article that didn't have an interview in it, but still read it because <laughs> it's, it's good content from uh, CLNS Radio. Definitely check out our stuff, but... Um, we'll focus on the PA Abraham one because he actually had quotes and actually talked to him. Um, Price said he didn't have fun pitching last year. He said that, you know, he had, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of trouble not pitching well and he wasn't smiling because of it because he smiles when he pitches well. Uh, he also mentioned that he heard a lot of racial slurs from fans last year, unfortunately. People are still stupid, and if you don't pitch well when you're expected to, or do anything well you're expected to, then people are going to make fun of you, and for some reason people still use racial slurs, which is really stupid. Um, But even at that, Price still said he won't opt out after his 2018 season, that like he can, he wants to spend the entire seven years here and and prove that he's going to do well, and he's just still hard and fast that he's going to prove everyone wrong, that he's going to make everyone love him. What do you think?
1: I mean, I... I'm taking it from what he said when he's he doesn't want to opt out after after reading that hearing that people were using racial slurs towards him and that he wasn't having fun. so I do find it positive that even after all that and after a really not spectacular first year that he still wants to stay um, as far as the racial slurs go, it's like it's unfortunate that I have to say this that it's so common for people to resort to that mm-hmm. um and and it happens. I'm sure he's not the only pitcher or even baseball player to hear things like that, but you never hear others really come out and say, like, it bothered him and this and that. And this is exactly why he needs to stay away from the social media. And because clearly, if he didn't have fun and he's not smiling, he, it's getting to him more than we, more than I think he wants to admit. And that's the thing about being mentally tough enough to pitch in Boston, even play in Boston it's more mental toughness than it is anything else because, you know, obviously the the people who call him the racial names that says nothing about all the Red Sox fans and those are just, you know, idiots who have no respect for themselves. But getting, I mean, if David Price is saying he wasn't having fun, that concerns me because even if you're not pitching well, if you're on a team that you enjoy, I think you should still be having fun. I think, you know, Clay Buckle still had fun even though he sucked. A lot of the times, even after his outings, I still think he had fun. It's still about having fun, even though that's their job. So that really concerned me when he said he wasn't smiling and he wasn't having fun. And I'm like, well, you need to stay away from the social social media, any social media outlet, because you're going to see more than you want to. And it's obviously, it bothers him. It would bother me, too. But you can't let it get to you when you pitch in a big market team like Boston.
0: Right. I mean, going back to the, uh, the not having fun thing, I mean, he did say I didn't have fun when I was in the field, so he didn't say all the time, but like, that's kind of where it starts on the field, and when you have a really good team, you won 90 plus games, you kind of want to be having fun all the time, because you should be enjoying your teammates, and I mean, he won 17 games, he's probably being a little harsh on himself by saying <laughs> that he, that he uh, wasn't pitching well all the time, because he did have good games, so... That seems a little bit weird with with that. Um, And then, I don't know, I still don't buy him when he says, like, here's a quote from the article. He said, I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong. I want to prove myself right. I know I can handle Boston. I know I can be successful in Boston. I've been successful my entire career going to Boston. ain't going to change that. But when he says, I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong, really, David? You're really not trying to prove anybody wrong? Because I really have a hard time believing that he just wants to prove himself right all the people that talk bad about him and all the things people say, he's not trying to prove anybody wrong. That just doesn't add up to me.
1: No, he's definitely trying to prove people wrong. And he's even said, like, in interviews, or in tweets, he's like, I'm gonna make, you know, I'm gonna make Boston love me, I'm gonna get you guys on my side, I'm gonna pitch better. So, yeah, he's trying to prove us wrong with that tweet right there. Like, we don't want you to pitch bad, we want you to pitch really well, and we want you to, to be the pitcher we know you are. Like, so don't so he needs to prove us wrong, and I think that's in the back of his head every day. I think, I think he just said that just just to say it.
0: Yeah, that was that didn't seem right to me. Just because he's stated the opposite before. I think he says what he want, what people wanted to say a lot of the time, and he has keeps this positive attitude even if he doesn't necessarily have that, which is good because it makes it look from the outside like he's not getting bothered by stuff, even though he probably is. I I wouldn't mind if he just said yeah, it did bother me, but. I mean, he kind of did in this article by saying, like, with the, the racial slurs and everything, but he did kind of also brush it off and say, like, there's nothing you can say to me I haven't heard before, I know, I've heard it all, your ignorance isn't going to affect me, so, like, he did kind of say that, but it's, I don't know, too much with him with me, it's just, like, kind of saying the cliche thing and, like, like I'm just going to go out there and, I don't know, his interviews don't have that much substance to me.
1: No, it's it's same with me. And, you know, I don't I don't when he when he does interviews and when he's talking, I don't I want to hear what I want him. To, what, it's, I can't even explain it, but I don't want him to say what I want to hear. I want him. I want him to be critical on himself and I want him. I don't want him to keep saying, oh, it's it won't bother me. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Like, stop saying it and just do it, because words mean absolutely nothing when you're a multi million dollar pitcher who didn't really have the best season, like just take it for what it is. Just don't say anything about people calling you names. Don't say anything about your outings. Just go out there and pitch and do what you're paid to do. Because the more you focus on the negative and who's, who's calling somebody, what it's going to get to them even more. And I don't, we're a month away from pitchers and catchers. I don't like that. This article comes out so soon and so close to the season too. so close to spring training, starting it kind of worries me that he's saying this stuff now where it's like, we don't want you to worry about it. Just go into spring training with a clear mindset and just completely erase last season from your mind and just start fresh.
0: And I want to go back to what you said about the money thing. You know, you were talking about his money situation and here's another contradiction from what he said in the past and what he says now in this article, he said, if I didn't sign another contract in baseball ever, I'd be okay. That wouldn't change my lifestyle one bit. I was already going to die with more money than I could ever spend. Money's never driven me—not in my entire life. Yet, we just talked about in previous shows that he came to Boston because Boston offered him more money than St. Louis did, and he took that. And he said he took it because of the money. So, which one is it?
1: And he's hasn't he made comments? I think it was to Trunny or to, to some to some someone where he's like, "Oh, I'm just here for the money." And I yeah. know it was kind of joking way, but it was when they won the AL East, kind of kind of like put me off with that. And it's like, of course, a lot of Players do sign for the money. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to make, you want to go where the money is. Like I I get it. I I wish I could make 217 million dollars in seven years, but like, why wouldn't you go where the money is? And and, a pretty good pretty good team year in and year out. You're likely to get to the playoffs. You have a good chance of winning the World Series. Like, why wouldn't you come here on top of on, on top of the money?
0: Right. But just just saying money's never driven you, and then saying that you took the job because they gave me more money if money doesn't drive you you should go where you want to play not where the money is that just doesn't make any sense i hate that
1: i so. know it, it does it does bother me that he says it but whatever we have them we gave him the most money but i mean if that's it's, it's like just just say it it's not i'm not gonna nobody's gonna think any loss of you because you went where where they're paying you
0: right and it just flip flop kind of annoys me on that so but I'm glad he feels like he can succeed in Boston. I'm ready to see it. I'm, I'm all for that. Let's go, David. So so that's a really interesting article by Pete Abraham. Um, and if you want to check out Adam's article about why he should not be receiving the hate that he's receiving, go to clnsradio.com. I agree. I mean... It's, he does get a lot of unnecessary hate but he also brings it upon himself and i think that's what adam doesn't realize is that he's he kind of asks for it by tweeting to people who don't have any followers and responding to people on twitter like when you're an athlete you've got to be like that strong presence and not let the stuff bother you because you're a professional athlete they don't call you you know a lot of people aren't called professionals like you're professional for a reason and when people respond to you like that you gotta block that out. You can't, I mean, yeah, you can talk to people and have, like, a presence, because people like that, and it makes you seem more human, but when you start responding negatively and start, like, egging people on and responding to people who are trolls, then it's taking it too far.
1: And I'll go back to this a hundred times over, and just, I remember when John Lester signed with the Cubs over the Red Sox, and people were just absolutely laying into him, and he didn't respond, he responded to a majority of them, but they were all like, F you, you suck, like you trainer, blah, 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 and he just responds. He's like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, happy new year, merry Christmas, like, best wishes. And he's like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I got to do what's best for me. And, like, that's the difference right there is that he's not, he's responding in, you know, in a kind of a humorous way, but in a way that doesn't bother him, clearly, because Lester can still go out there and pitch and won a World Series. So I understand, like, being on Twitter and seeing something you don't want to see or seeing something negative about yourself. It's normal to want... To respond like that's your first reaction but he's just gotta he's gotta start sleeping on this stuff and see something he doesn't like go to sleep wake up if it's not bothers <laughs> you maybe say it but if the guy has six followers leave it alone
0: right so there's definitely a fine line between responding to people and 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 not And it's like you said Lester did it in a professional way and you know it didn't, it didn't bother him too much he didn't he wasn't bothered so much that he had to respond with a vicious attack and being like yeah you know what screw you too man you know, like he was just, like, he just said, like, oh, sorry, I'm doing what's best for me and my family. And, like, that's all he needed to say. And he said the same thing to, like, 45, 50, 60 different people. And it took the time to do that. And so, obviously, he wasn't so bothered by it that he, like, had to go off in a tizzy. Well, Price needs to do the same thing. If he gets really bothered by it, just either don't respond or respond in a nice way. And, you know, that's, I mean, if I was an athlete, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd look at this stuff. It's it's way too much. If you, Even if you don't take it negatively, it's still going to bother you. Like even if you don't respond, it's still gonna bother you, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, someone thinks that about me. That's not cool." Like you're still gonna be bothered <laughs> by it, even if you don't respond to it or don't like give it much thought or anything. You're still gonna be bothered. So just don't look at that stuff.
1: No, I I agree because once you see something like that, you can't unsee it. You can't unremember it. You know, you it, it's there, and what, like you said, whether you respond to it or not, it's it's there. You saw it, so it's that's why it's like the social media thing with players. I just it's that there's such a fine line there. Like I know it's hard to really get set ground rules for, but there's, there's got to be something, especially for David Price.
0: Yeah, exactly. So there's our weekly David Price conversation. Um, and all, all that Red Sox news um, was brought to you by our friends over at Audible. So they're a good sponsor. We want you to check them out and um, and uh, check out their, um, their podcast. Get your free trial. Um, so let's move on. Uh, just some MLB headlines, a lot of quick stuff, uh, a lot of arbitration stuff. So I basically mentioned what happened and just get our quick thoughts on them. Um, I guess the top thing still is that Jose Batista still hasn't found a team. The Indians are uh, still thinking about him, but he's still not in a team, and it's now uh, mid January, exactly mid January. What's going on with this guy?
1: I don't even know. I mean, I really thought he'd be the first guy free agent to sign because it's a big name big bat it's I I was I'm still shocked it's like a month away from pitchers and catchers and you know just a little over a month away from full squad practices and this guy doesn't have a team and it's you know as it gets closer and closer to spring training maybe I'm thinking like maybe he will just go back to Toronto but I know Cleveland's in on him still just kind of like hovering around him so I just feel like I don't know. I, I, he's the off-season
0: stumper for sure. Yeah, it's really strange. You think he'd be on a team at this point, and even if he's not, like, like to get to find a team and and uh, you know, get used to the city, find a place to live for temporarily or whatever. it's Just like like you said, practices coming up in February, and still no team. So it's it's strange, but. We'll see. We'll keep we'll keep monitoring him, just as the Indians are, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Bryce Harper avoided arbitration with the Nationals, signed a one year deal for thirteen point six million, so he's staying in Washington.
1: Yeah, screw him. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just all the talk of him on the off season. I forget his like he wanted like eight hundred million. It wasn't eight hundred million, but he wanted something like ridiculous, like crazy money. And it's like I really just wish this guy would. Tone down his attitude. Like, like I said, I'll never take anything away from him. He's an amazing baseball player, but I hate his attitude. I hate anytime I see something about him wanting more money. Like, calm down. You're like, 24 years old. You make more money than any 24 year old probably ever will. And it's, I mean, whatever. It's, it's the national problem. I, I'm glad that he's still on the team. Won't we'll have to worry about him trying to make the. He's he's like the LeBron James of the MLB when he's if he ever stops playing for the Nationals he's gonna make the decision live on national TV <laughs>
0: <laughs> he needs to take the David Price route not care about the money even though that's not true but <laughs> but he's, he claims it is so whatever all right uh, some other guys to avoid arbitration uh, Nolan Arenado Jake Arrieta Eric Hosmer Todd Frazier Manny Machado Zach Britton and Dallas Keigel all got new deals to avoid it, so this this week is the name of the day. The name the name of the week is arbitration. All these guys avoiding it. Uh we can pretty much move on from that. It's just just uh newsworthy things. Uh one thing, Trevor Pluth signed with the Athletics. Last show me and Jared were talking about how he we wanted we potentially wanted him to sign with the Red Sox, uh to be a backup for, for uh Paul the It didn't happen, he's not on the athletics.
1: Yep, I mean It's kind of weird, there were rumors about him coming here, possibly like a fallback option for Pablo Sandoval, but, you know, that's why they have Brock Holt, you can really just kind of stick him anywhere, um, I don't really think there was much room for him here, but I'm sure he'll do fine in, um, not LA, Oakland.
0: Yeah, we were hoping to get him just because of his power and RBI numbers, but his average has always been low, it's always been at the 250s, 240s, 260s, so, probably not missing a whole lot on that, he's already 30, so, he moves on, um. The Mariners traded for Drew Smiley from the Tampa Bay Rays, for Malik Smith, Carlos Vargas and Ryan Yarborough. I mean, hard to tell about Smiley. He's seems like he's a good pitcher, but he's had some really bad seasons and some really high ERAs. He's an incredibly streaky pitcher, so I'm not sure how much impact he's gonna make in his career.
1: No, and you know, like I said, he's streaky, I was gonna say he's hit or miss. So I mean it's the Mariners. I mean, they're it's I mean, people used to joke that people went there to when their career is almost over. But hopefully that's not not the case for Smiley. I do I do like him. I know he can pitch well, but maybe he needs to go to a team like Seattle.
0: It's too bad. I wanted him to keep pitching in the uh, American League East so we can rough him up some more. But
1: no. <laughs>
0: but that'll be a, have to be for a, another time when we play Seattle. So. And finally, uh, our, our ridiculous news of the day: uh, Matt Garza <laughs> sent a tweet about birth control, uh, and then deletes it. Uh, it was in response to uh, Jessica Chastain, the uh, the actress. She said, she tweeted that uh, birth control is no longer covered by health insurance. Congrats, USA. You're doing your part to keep women out of the workforce. And then Garza responded to it and said it's called abstinence, a word that has been forgotten amongst this generation. It's the best contraceptive. Hashtag just saying. Except it says, juat saying. Juat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you're taking them back, Garza? Button into people's um, business.
1: I forgot he was still around. So good, good job, Matt Garza, making your way back into to the news. Um, I don't really know. It's just weird. uh just to come back and be like, oh, it's called abstinence. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> but the, you know, people, like women do take birth control for more than that reason. But this is, you know, again, players in social media and players getting involved in politics and completely fine, you know, I don't care what side you're on, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, just, it's not something that should be, like, voiced heavily among athletes, because this is the kind of stuff that happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you button other people's stuff, and then people jump back at you and try to prove you're wrong with everything, it's like, just stay away from that stuff. If you're going to have conversations about people, with people about that stuff, then, then keep it off of social media. Like, go talk in person if you really want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's really not that hard. Pick up the phone and dial the number. Don't go to Twitter.
0: Yeah, it's just... I don't know. Just go away, Matt Garza. He did. He did respond to someone. They, they were like, Endometrio, endometriosis is why I take... Birth control, and that's why a lot of people take it. And he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry for your like pain and suffering. I meant no disrespect." So it's like before you say it, just think about you know what people might have, and what reasons instead of doing some snarky comment that everyone's going to crap all over. You know?
1: Yep, they'll never learn.
0: No. So, so that's our MLB talk. Uh, a lot of a lot of news and notes, signings, trades, and arbitration. And Matt Garza uh, <laughs> and Jose Batista not being on a team. So uh, that will wrap up our. Our uh, coverage today, just want to encourage everyone to go check out the Garden Report as we are in the midst of the Celtics' season. Uh, Jared Weiss does a great job with the Garden Report. He's got uh, HD locker room interviews, uh, full-length locker room interviews that are posted on the uh, the YouTube page afterwards. Um, the Garden Report's a great, great uh, post-game show from the uh, the floor, DD Garden. I've watched it many times, it's a good thing, so make sure you subscribe on www.youtube.com slash Radio. Once again, make sure you go to ZipRecruiter. This is hard to say. dot com slash sports fan, and then obviously Audible as well. Thank you for supporting us. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat. You can follow me at CLNS underscore Jess Sane. You can follow Lauren at La 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 Lauren. I screwed that up, but I haven't said it in a while. It's three laws. It's three laws. Yeah.
1: Four R's.
0: Yeah, three laws, four R's. You probably already follow her. She's pretty active on Twitter. I'm not sure so it? active. I should get more active, but you know, Twitter Twitter takes energy. So <laughs> anyway, um, we'll be back next week. Um, Jared Scally should be back. I'm thinking. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the uh, the the duo of uh, Framingham State alumni here on uh, on Clns Radio and our Red Sox talk. Uh, go Red Sox, go Celtics go David Ortiz if you want to come back, David Price <laughs> hope you stay well and uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the flip side next week, so uh, for CLNS Radio Jess Thomas, Lauren Campbell Red Sox Beat, we will see you next week